It's the Greg and Dan Show podcast. I'm Kelch, and that's Greg. Where's Dan? Where is Dan on today's podcast? It is January the 13th. The year is 2022. I'm still having trouble with that. I know. Aren't you? And I'm not saying 2021. I say 2020. Me too. I've been thinking about that. Last night specifically, I was working out, okay? Mm -hmm. And I don't know why this was coming up while I'm working out. And I'm thinking, why does it feel like 2021 just didn't even happen? I agree with you. That is so strange. And and I know I've said it a few times. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, 2020, about, yeah. You did so on the uh, show on the, the show, other day. On the radio yeah. show? Yeah, I, I just think, I don't know, there's something strange about 2022. There's there's, there's one too many twos in there. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I don't don't like it really that much. Uh, but Dan is off today. He had to uh, take care of some family business, no emergency or nothing, just, just trying to get something done. Uh, and he'll be back in the next podcast. I assume, and the next uh, broadcast, which is tomorrow, the 14th, if you're listening to this, the 13th, it's tomorrow. That's how numbers work. That's how numbers <laughs> tomorrow. work. Tomorrow. Well, t- okay. the numbers go up. Oh. The numbers go up. Isn't it weird? And I know there's a reason for it, and I can never remember what it is. But isn't it weird that our months have different numbers of days in them? Yes. It's, it seems like How the guys... one will have 31, yeah, another 30, yeah, February 28, unless yeah, it's a leap year yeah, 29. That's, uh, that seems like a stupid system. Mm-hmm. We should have figured that out a thousand years ago. Honestly, whatever. the concept of time still baffles yeah, me to this me day. Because in, re- in reality, uh, when people say time is a social construct, I can only answer with two things. Okay. Yes and no. Okay. Wow. Why talk to me? Let's okay. let's get into this. Which side would you like to go for first? Uh, yes, it's yes? a it's social okay. construct. Yes, time is a social construct. Yes, time is a social construct when you're looking at clocks. When you're looking at our system of clocks and everything, time is a social construct because in reality, the time right now 9:15 in the morning, 9:15 in reality, I mean it's a different time in New York, it's a different time in Los Angeles, it's a different time in Beijing, all these different places. Right. It's a different time. So, and we're we're just assuming that we have this 24-hour clock. Who's to say that technically time is not longer or shorter okay. just because we rely on the sun and the moon as our time? Well, correct, but but so but don't scientists oh, I'm going to feel real dumb about a lot of this stuff, but don't scientists know for a fact that it is a 24-hour cycle yes. as we as we measure? Yes. Well, I mean, frankly what is an hour oh you go 60 minutes okay but what's a minute i mean none of, none of that is anything other than a an invention by humans to mm-hmm. try to understand the existence that we live in uh and 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 you're right there's no i guess there is no real i mean so so what what is 24 hours that doesn't yeah. mean anything that's that's just a word exactly that's just a concept. and that's that's kind of what i'm hinting at is the fact that yes Yes, that's been scientifically proven, and I agree with it, that it's in this 24-hour clock, this 24-hour window. Mm -hmm. But it's outside of that. But it's rather how we use the clock and how the clock has become a nature of our society. That's more of a social construct. Now, on the no side of things, I say outside of the social construct, time is not a social construct. Time is real because, in reality, we age, right? 
Things come and things go. Hence, time. Mic drop. Let me <laughs> let me let me consume that for a moment. So, be, your evidence to it not being a social construct is we age and plants age and yes. animals age and the things planet c- age and things the come and go crumbles, things move on and things move on and pants get longer and yes and hair gets different and, and we, we change mm-hmm. because it's a different time hmm. i'll go with all that yeah uh, i don't i don't because uh, i'm not mentally equipped to deal with you today on that subject. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, that's because it's so big. Because it. it's yeah. so big and you're already loaded. Yes. You already loaded your gun with it. I have thought and, about and, this And, a and lot. this is obviously something you've talked about. And, and to me, I've never really talked about this. I like thinking about it, but I'm not, I'm not mentally prepared to joust with mm-hmm. you right now. Okay. But I do like the whole, I, what I get lost up in or, or like to think about whatever is the meaninglessness of mm. it all. If I get myself down that path much about time and why does it matter and the watch you looked yeah. at and, 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 and why does any of it matter? I can easily argue that stuff. In why should I care? Why should I you care? And, and what's weird is, and we, we reference this frequently on this podcast, is our day jobs are to host uh, and, and produce a radio show, which is completely driven by time mm-hmm. it starts at a certain time there are things in the uh, in the belly of the show that has to happen at a certain time and it ends at a certain time if we just came in every day and free wheeled it like well ah, you want to start and it's like four in the morning it's <laughs> instead of five forty, uh, or we yeah eh, we're done today and we end at eight thirty. you know i mean that's chaos mm-hmm. without the construct of time at least in the modern world, excuse me, it's it, it's chaotic. Mm-hmm. It's it's it would be too loose. However, I kind of like thinking about that. I yeah. like thinking about living in that world. That's when people say, "I would like to move to the beach, and sell T-shirts." And and what time do you open? Oh, it's open at eight. But see, again, even if you go to the beach and sell T-shirts, there's time's going to grab you. Yep. Do you ever think about going to the beach and just like being a beach guy? Uh, I can't. Are you say a beach, beach person, by the way? Not really. Okay. Believe it or not, I, and it's kind of ironic because I wear a lot of tropical shirts, right? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say I you am. Kind of look like a surfer. Yeah, I get that. You do. I get yeah. that stereotype a yeah. lot. It's really um, the surfboard you always carry with you that causes people to think that. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, this it's weird this in Peoria. surfboard right next. It's to in Peoria <laughs> that you always have a surfboard. That's why yeah, that's people a, look at me weird at the grocery great, store. That would be a great gag. That would be a great gag. If I looked over there that, into oh, the other room where you sit most of the time and there was a surfboard behind you, that would make me happy. Do we know where we can get a surfboard? I could probably buy one somewhere. Uh, well, no, don't buy it. We're going to get one for free. Oh, for and free. We'll just prop I it might up know there. someone, actually. I think if somebody's got an old surfboard, we need it. Okay. Yeah. That that's a good thing, and what I should do is I should take it to different places, yeah. and and we should do like a adventures type of thing. Yeah, it would be it's great. like Caleb in, in the uh, like Flat Stanley. Yeah, like Flat, like flat Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, yeah, but the flat surfboard. Yeah, you Caleb, know? <laughs> Caleb Caleb's board. Yes. B o r e d. Uh huh. <laughs> and then because you're bored, you take your board b o a r d around uh, to get your pictures taken. All right, nice. back to the show. Nice. Uh, so if you're not a beach guy, what kind of guy are you in that regard? If, um, if, there is, I'm, if that is a thing. Yeah, I'm very much a environment, out, you know, nature, outdoors Outdoorsy type guy. of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just, I think I'm 
that way in a different way than the beach. Like, are I you, love the beach. Are you a, a go out west and be in the mountains, uh, hike in the foothills kind of guy? That is something that I would love to do, yes. Okay. I, I think I'm definitely the type of person where I want to be outside. I want to be, like, the trails, be... Um, you want to be in the woods? Maybe in the woods, but I think in reality, just being near trees... Well, that's a woods. Um, yeah, that's not really, like, a, lot of, a lot of people. Uh, uh, <laughs> earlier, uh, a lot of people were like, "Hey, what do we call this? Uh, let's call it being by trees. <laughs> Why don't we just call it the woods?" Okay, that's a good idea. I meant like a park. A yeah. park doesn't have to be yeah. the woods. I, I just yeah. like that you like standing by a tree. <laughs> Singular. Your neighbors. Your neighbors when you were growing up. Hey, why is Caleb standing out in our front yard? I don't know. He just likes being by our tree. <laughs> Trees are cool, though. They what's are your, cool. What's your favorite? You know, when I was a kid, I loved, my uncle had a couple of them, and they were gorgeous uh, willow trees. Oh, willow. yes. And it was, they were real tall, and, and the branches came way down. Yes. And you could go in. You could go inside. It was like a little fort in mm-hmm. there. Oh, man, those it, are cool. And it captured the shade. Yes. And, the, and yes. you don't see, I, and that's a good question I would like to ask a, uh, a tree person. <laughs> I don't see willow trees anymore around here, ever. There I wonder really if they any. died. They might we, have. You know, because we've had our fair share of, in central Illinois, where we're broadcasting from, uh, 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 pests that wiped out some trees. Yes. Uh, what was the, what is the bug? The, is it the elm tree that got wiped out, I think? Uh, certain, yeah. yeah. By uh, the. Um, uh, there's a certain bug. It wasn't that, the beetles. Or yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Asian beetle or. Japanese beetles. Japanese beetle, thank yes. you. I think they went after elm trees. They might have. Well, they have farm owners around here. They hit the crops really hard. Oh, did they? Yeah, especially corn. What used to creep me out when I was a kid uh, is the concept of big, I think it was based on, because I saw it in a movie, big groups of army ants. Oh. There was a movie where they this guy was trying to get away from the army ants, and he jumped in this water, and he went over to this little like hill on the other side of the water, mm-hmm. and the army ants were like, uh, we got you. And they 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 cut off. They chewed you. off some big leaves, and they all got on the leaf. And then they floated over and ate him over on the little mountain where he, a little a hill. You know what I'm talking about? They got on a leaf, used it like a boat, and went over and killed him. That's one that's creeped me out. And then oh two, gosh. the concept of locust, locust oh. like consuming a farmer's field, like yes. That is super creepy to me. I know it's natural. I know it's real. I know it happens, and that's just what they do. Yeah. But, man, that is disturbing to think about. Oh, my gosh. We'll get back to what type of person I am. But, I thought you, were uh, not, you said you were an outdoorsy guy who well, likes I'm an to stand by person. a tree. <laughs> by a singular tree. I, I think, like, yes, I love the beach and everything, but I, I, that's not where I want to be. The power of I the ocean doesn't, uh, doesn't, like, overwhelm you? Because it no. does me. I'm not kidding you. I am drawn I think I think I have a lot of questions because, as you know, I I'm a very existential thinker and I I love to think. I love to ponder. Um, But when it comes to the ocean, I have thoughts about the ocean. I wouldn't say I have draws towards the ocean to want to be beside it or to be on the beach at all times. I think if there's anywhere I want to be, it's I I just want to be outside um, by a tree. Um, And what I really love is to. To hear birds. That's why I love to watch birds. Um, throw back to a past podcast. Um, but I also love to, uh, I just love seeing the nature. I, I love. I, I got yeah. an idea. Oh, no. We, we broadcast from uh, a 12th floor 
uh, studio, downtown Peoria, Illinois. We overlook the Illinois River. We have a very beautiful view here. Mm. Right outside our window, just below us, 12 floors down, is a plaza that is not not a street. It used to be a street. Mm. And by the way, it's going to be a street again soon. Really? Yeah, they're knocking that out. Uh, but it's been a park-ish kind of thing. Not the most beautiful thing anymore, but yeah. it used to be really quite cool. But there are some trees out there. I think a picture of you, uh, we can do it on a nicer day than today, but a picture of you uh, standing by a tree with your finger up by your chin thinking, and then I'll take the picture from the 12th floor, and it will have to be a movie because we need sound, and then I will make bird noises for you. (laughs) No, Danny will do it. Danny will do it. Danny, Danny, he's very good at that. So so and then we and then that becomes your deal, man. It's yep, like what is Caleb doing? I'm thinking under a tree, listening to birds. <laughs> I I have all I feel weird, dude, about this uh, subject because as a young person, a, a kid, and then a young man, I spent a great deal of time outdoors. Mm-hmm. And, I did too, and um, I like it a lot, and I believe that my soul wants it. But I have allowed my life to go a direction where it doesn't happen. I'm the same way. And and, and, and I sometimes think about that and I think, you know, dude, you need to get back to that. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just go take a walk in the park or go find a trail somewhere or go get on a boat in the middle of a, uh, a, a pond somewhere at some farmer's place. Uh, just do that. I don't do it, though. I don't force myself to do it. And it, it makes me sad sometimes. It really mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not be sad anymore. What's your favorite superhero? Oh, well, now, I don't have one. Mm, that's sad. I, uh, <laughs> nah, here's the thing about superheroes. I, when I was growing up, I read comic books. Fantastic Four was always some uh, nice. a group I liked. Yeah. I liked that. Superman, not so much. Spider-Man, not so much. Although Spider-Man was okay. I kind of liked that whole teenage backstory part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked... I like the Fantastic Four quite a bit now that I think about it. I, that was my go-to comic book. But I never felt strongly in that yeah. regard. What about you? Do you have one? Well, I'm a big, big superhero fan, okay. as I'm sure you have noticed. Um, I love Marvel especially. I Was Fantastic Four Marvel? Yes, okay. yes. I, so I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I, I have always been drawn to superheroes. At a young age, I recall one of my earliest memories is seeing the first Spider-Man released in 2002, directed by Sam Raimi uh, with Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Uh, I saw it in theaters with my mother, and um, I'll never forget that moment. It was like That's my cool. life was started, like it began, like. Here it is. Isn't how old do you think you were? Uh, I would have been three or four. Yeah. I want to share with you something. This is off the subject of superheroes, but on the subject of moments at movie theaters that just got burned into our brains. Right? Yes. So, 1967. This man just passed away the other day, Sidney Poitier. Mm. Right? In 1967. One of his movies that got him a lot of attention was To Sir With Love, in which he played an American teacher in a school in London where the students were all troublemakers and on their way to being bad people, Mm -hmm. right? And they gave him all this grief. And by the time the show was over, 
They loved him. He loved it. He never gave up on them and all that stuff. I am eight years old. I'm eight when this movie comes out. I went to the theater at least three times to see that movie. Really? At eight years old. And I don't recall being there with my mother. Uh, that would have been the only person that would have taken me to that movie. It, but I think I went with some older buddies of mine. Which What are they, 10? Mm-hmm. Jeez Louise. Why are we watching <laughs> that? I mean, think uh, if you've seen that movie, it's a, it's a serious movie. It's not a movie hmm. that a little kid would, would like. It wasn't made for little yeah. kids. It was made for adults. That movie, I can m- remember sitting in the movie theater in Pekin, uh, Illinois, where I grew up, uh, watching that movie and being so moved by it, so moved by it. Uh, to this day, I can I can talk myself into crying about it right now. In fact, I'm kind of right there. It is it <laughs> is such a it is such a and that dude that's 50 years ago or whatever yeah. it is more than that. How is that? Why well, you know? And, and so I look back and I think, well, like you with the movie Spider Man, yeah. What is it that was speaking to our little kid brains and hearts? Hearts, really. Yeah. I think it's our hearts. What was speaking to our hearts that that lit it up? And you, you tried to find it again. You probably tried to find oh, that feeling over and over and over again. I've tried to find it yeah. so many I've times. had a couple of times in movies and music. Sometimes yes. you find it in music. You come across an unexpected song and you're like, oh, no, there that song is, is yep. great. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry to take you off the subject, but no, I, I, so I want to go back to the superheroes thing. Why do you think, though, you are uh, particularly drawn to that particular superhero? Well, I know the movie was a big experience. Yes. So is that it, you think? I, I think so. I, and I think it goes to what you were saying that I'd li- I like to speak on is it's the power of art, right? Yeah. It, it is the power of art, whether it is art itself, music, film, whatever it may be. Right. Um, that is the power of art. There's just something about it that draws us to it. I think it has to do with the the emotions that it provokes, and that goes with nostalgia. Maybe it's the thoughts that it allows for us to pop in our head. It could be simply um, how we react to it, our reactions. And with Spider-Man, I think it was my first time really seeing a superhero come to life. Like be um, a real person. Kind yeah, of be thing. a real person, live action. And I, th- I think that was, yeah, you know, they're the Batman movies, they're the, the Superman movies and such. But it was the first time for my generation, my being, to really receive that live in person in that big theater setting. And even though I'm this little kid, I'm mm-hmm. with, you know, my favorite person in the whole world, my mom. Mm-hmm. And we're watching this movie that... Um, has come to be known as a classic in a way. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, I will say this, in the moment, I probably didn't really think about it because I'm only four years old. But looking back at it now, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I recognize and I realize like that is a huge pivot in my life. That's um, wild, man. And, and, man. and I go that way for several movies, but a lot of movies that have to do with superheroes, I found like, oh my gosh, that's where that niche of mine really comes. Yeah, it's like yeah. I love superheroes because of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And it, it, Spider-Man 2 is the same way, even Spider-Man 3. I mean all the, and all the other different adaptations, including in today's world of Tom Holland's Peter Parker Spider-Man, I have 
Um, I was so excited seeing No Way Home, the newest movie. Right. Like uh, I went with Craig Collins and Dalton Kemper, part of the afternoon show here on WMBD, and they could tell you I was very excited. <laughs> I was like a kid in a candy That's store. Cool. That's I had cool. my Spider-Man socks on. <laughs> I brought my little Spider-Man like teddy bear. Like I was ready to go. <laughs> I was so excited because it was um, me getting to see my childhood and me growing into an adult. That's and it was cool. the coolest thing. That's and it's cool. the power of art. And to well, what you were saying, it, it just all connects to each other. The power of art I, I like thinking about. And, and I like thinking about it sometimes. Uh, maybe this isn't the most healthy way to think about it. But I do chuckle sometimes because and I'm, I'm going to be a little stereotypical mm-hmm. here. But I grew up in Pekin, Illinois around. We, we were all just regular dudes. We we're just, just dudes getting by and, and listening to Leonard Skinner and, and, yep. and all the, Marshall Tucker and all that stuff. And and I think that many of my friends who grew up in that environment and continue to be in that uh, kind of a white, uh, kind of a blue collar working man thing, we don't think we are influenced by art. We think, no, that's for that's for fancy pants. You know what I mean? Art's mm-hmm. not my thing. But then when uh, but then when we go see our favorite band, ACDC or or uh, Marshall Tucker or anybody of that era, or bring it to today's bands, we don't connect the dot that all of those dudes that are on that stage being, all right, yeah, they're all presenting art to us. Yes. Most of them went to music school or took music lessons and did all those nerdy things that thus us judgmental non-art people mm-hmm. think is silly and, and nobody should waste their money on. You wouldn't have any of that without art and i think it gets lost somehow i don't know why that happened we don't give it it's just due that the power of art it doesn't matter it can be the finest symphony on the planet or it can be some dudes playing some bluegrass music down here on the corner yep it's the same thing you can get that same emotion yeah. from it, regardless. Yeah, yeah. If whatever you went it to makes Juilliard you Juilliard, yeah. or if you went to right. Greg's School of Music. Right. <laughs> our, 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 uh, in our community, we have a very fine symphony, the Peoria Symphony Orchestra. The maestro there is George Stelluto. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Stelluto has been an instructor at Juilliard for I don't know twenty years. Yeah. He also is a mean bluegrass musician, which blows my mind. He's kind of an unassuming, quiet guy, kind mm-hmm. of, I would almost say, sophisticated cat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I haven't seen it person in person, but I know, I think he plays the mandolin, if I'm not mistaken. That's so but cool. But he's a bluegrass guy. And and, and he and I, I jumped him about it one time. He's like, dude, it's all the same stuff. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're playing. It's all the same. Oh, man. I could talk about this forever. What makes you cringe? And not just like a pet peeve. Like, what's just something that really makes you cringe? This is uh, self-facing. When I have given an opportunity or I have taken an opportunity to perform something, be that stand-up comedy or anything else that I do in my life or a speech Mm -hmm. or whatever, and when I don't live up to the vision that I had in my mm. head before I did it, that rehearsal that I was having in my brain, that vision that I see myself performing it, and when I don't live up to that and I, it's over, even though it's fine 
and it might have been even good. If I don't live up to what I thought it was supposed to be or what I was intending it to mm-hmm. be, I cringe. That that's self-conceived a, potential, yeah, in a way. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a cringy moment for yeah. me. Yeah, I, I I also cringe when I see um, uh, uh, people being mean for no oh. reason whatsoever. I was like, uh, dude, we're all just trying to get by, man. We're all humans on this planet. Going back to the construct of time, yeah, uh, uh, we don't even know exactly for sure why any of us are really here. I, I mean, we we really don't. Nope. You can say you do. You can say you have a religious uh, uh, understanding of it, but you're you don't really know that. Yeah, you have faith. That's why the word faith is involved. Exactly. You have faith that you know it, but you don't really know it. Mm-hmm. So therefore. To judge another person based on what you think your version of reality is is real versus what mine is or or anybody else's mm-hmm. that makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. That makes me cringe. How about you? Um, well, something that we actually talked about in the last podcast that is a, a very big cringe factor for me is when people try to. Um, I, I kind of re- try to refrain from using this word, but I think it's perfect for this context. Scarf one's opinions or one's beliefs on another. And that goes with the how religion. Use, how are you using the word scarf then there? Scarf as in I mean, uh, down their throat. Okay, like putting it, it, it on them, pushing yeah. it on them, yeah. basically telling you you have to believe in this or else. Or you're wrong. Yes. Or, or, or you're a bad person. Exactly. And, and And I think – I, I personally believe you are allowed to believe because it's true. You are allowed to believe in whatever you want to believe in, what, regardless if I think it is uh, morally correct but, or, or incorrect. Here's where I jump in and ask this question. I don't know the answer to this. Yeah. I struggle with this part of it all the time because uh, 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 I believe similarly to you. But I deal with this issue is somewhere some people's opinions are harmful or yes. some people's beliefs are harmful. So if, if that person over there believes that a certain group of people are uh, are terrible and they should be locked up or they should or they're going to hell or whatever they are, uh, that person's belief is harmful to other people. So therefore, I can't really give them a break. Mm-hmm. So I could easily go, well, hey, that's your opinion. Keep it to yourself. Don't bother me. Uh, but you're hurting people. So I feel like I need to get involved. Because what's my hobby? You solve other people's problems. Yeah, even when they don't know they have one. <laughs> so, so I, I don't know if I, that was even an appropriate moment mm-hmm. to bring that up. But no, no. But when I sense. see somebody yeah. saying uh, something that I think is harmful to other people, I, I think it's really hard uh, and maybe immoral to turn your back and go. Oh, just let them do. Just let them talk. I think you have to say something. Yeah, I do. No, I I agree with you, but I'd be mean about it. But I think you have to go, dude. That's you're hurting people. Yeah, with that. No, I I completely agree. Um, I also think even in a harmless context, it's the fact that, I mean, I don't think anyone has the right to give another person an opinion. You know, like boy, we're in the wrong business. Holy smokes! <laughs> yeah, opinions are funny because uh, it now these days it's the it's the battleground in mm-hmm. which we live is the, 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 the back and forth over the net of opinions about whatever. Uh, uh, it is, we interviewed a guy the other day, he is a professor at uh, Bradley University here in Peoria about how we interpret media, and he pointed out that it's very common. Uh, you put a thread up, in fact, I think it happened uh, to one of our friends today. There was a thread up, uh, a thread up on Facebook or something about, uh, oh, hey, the playoffs are this weekend or something. Yeah, but 
uh, the border in Mexico is wrong, you know, all mess. I mean, and so people want to argue and, and give their opinion all the time because it's the currency by which we play now. Yep. We play with that currency. My opinion is my self-worth. My opinion is who I am. That's not. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. What if you don't have an opinion? Are you nothing? No, it's not true at all. No. You're just, you're just a person with no opinion. I exactly. Know, right? And it doesn't make you any more better or worse i mean it it, you're just again you are a person just like that person over there and that person over there all right we got too deep so i have to tell you the story we got too deep wait here's the story this happened to my wife just yesterday we like going to asian restaurants she got an asian to go order right she went and picked it up Mm -hmm. and it comes in usually those white plastic bags and so on and so forth and she had it on uh, the passenger seat of her car. And as she was driving, something started moving in the bag. Yeah. Okay. Freaked her out. She was like, I think something just moved in that bag. And so then she was like, watch it for a while, and nothing else happened. Nothing else happened. So she drove a little bit longer, and it moved again. And <laughs> well, so she tried, to un- she tried to un- uh, she untied it, thinking, you know, it was a mouse or something maybe yeah, in yeah. there, right? Right, And you know what it turned out to be? What? Peking duck. That was a joke. Peking <laughs> duck. See, he was peeking out. It wasn't real. <laughs> I made that whole story up. Peking duck. I wanted to say peeking duck to you because there's a little duck peeking out. See, it was a duck I got peeking it, out yeah. of the bag. Peking duck. 